everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of BAM Weekly. That's Boris and Matt Weekly, Boris and Matt Sports Entertainment. We come by many names, but the hosts, they come by one. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, a chilly fall day. A little bit of the fall blues out there, maybe. You know, it's uh, the, the realization that a cold winter ahead it hits hard in Canada, buddy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Before we get into things, we might as well let people know what we're going to be talking about. So on the sports side, we're going to be talking about the Players' Tribune. We're going to be mixing sports and wrestling with this because earlier in the week, Brian Danielson released an amazing article. But we're going to be touching on that, but we're also going to be talking about the Players' Tribune in general. There is tons of baseball talk. Hopefully... Hopefully, hopefully enough Jays fans are listening so that you're not too bored. And then we're going to be covering NFL Week 3. Then on the wrestling side of things, you know, last night was a huge AEW Dynamite. So we are going to be stealing some thunder from the old fucks, from All Elite Weekly. We're going to be talking a little bit of AEW. We're going to be talking some ROH. And then it's going to be all things New Japan Pro Wrestling, all things G1, A. G1 Palooza, some would say. G1 Schmorgasborg, buddy. For the next five weeks on BAM, we're going to be covering multiple G1 shows every week. This week, today, it's shows one through three of the G1 Climax 31. We also got a, a brief Q&A at the end that hopefully we'll have enough time to get to. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. We can't dilly-dally too much, but Boris, I do want to ask a couple things. One, how are you two? How, how are you uh, feeling, sir? And two, most importantly, how are you doing about the official news that the Swiss Chalet at Dufferin Mall is now dead? It's that, officially dead, buddy. So, it's funny that you ask, because I was having a fantastic day, never felt better, saw the news that Dufferin Mall Swiss Chalet is officially closing. For those of you who don't know, couple weeks ago as I was talking about my personal life I was mentioning that I was going to go to Swish LA later in the day and I was asking on this show to Matt because this is you know we might as well talk about our lives live as we talk podcasts um if this Swish LA is still open well it was and we got news today via blog to you that it is officially closing having said that I'm actually feeling overall okay but I'm feeling a little under the weather. I don't know whether it's the, you know, the change in weather, you know, the change in 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 in, in barometric pressure. I don't know what it is. Like my hearing is all off, my head is all off. I was literally drinking a bottle of water earlier and it just fell out of my hand. Oh dang. The motor skills taking a dive here this morning, Boris. No, I feel you though. I'm very uh I'm a little congested this morning. I'm very full of allergies. It's it's like that kind of that kind of time. But you know what? At least it's the breeze is beautiful out there. If it doesn't rain, it's kind of nice. I, I I love the fall weather. You know, I love I love football and I love uh, you know, throwing on a hoodie and walking around. Like don't get me wrong. But yeah, the it the winter is coming, Boris. The winter cold, is. cold winter is coming. Yep. Yep, we'll see how this winter treats us. Hopefully not as bad as the last few. I don't even remember how the last few winters have been, to be honest. I feel like like the last winter, the one that we just most recently survived, was actually pretty decent. It was kind of dope, like, well, considering. We were inside, right? 
Exactly right. Yeah, it could have been much worse. I don't know. But yeah, hopefully uh, the, the snow gods take it easy on us. But yeah, glad to hear that you're feeling somewhat okay. Hope Hopefully you get the motor skills back and, uh, you know, feel a little more crisp in the coming days. But uh, yeah, man. I, I think we might go shoot some hoops or kick the uh, soccer ball around. You're not, you're not in town. Eh? You're, well, we're doing this remote. Clearly, you're not in town. I love when you answer your own question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always invited to come boot the soccer ball around with us, homie. You know that. Oh, I know that. All right, dude. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. We're going to mix the sports and the wrestling side because I'm a fan of these, as cheesy as they are, you know, and it's all PR and optics, right, at the end of the day. But sometimes you really get a good sense that the person who wrote it legitimately means what they're saying. And that's how I felt about reading this one. Especially for our sports fans. You know, the WWE, for the past, I would say, five years, have been under a lot of pressure, a lot of turmoil, a lot of negativity. You know, they can do no right. And half of this stuff, and I would say three-quarters of this is their own fault they've done this to themselves through flat out lies through shady dealings with saudi arabia through just shady business practices and whatnot you know the wwe has done a lot to themselves and just this is just the business side of stuff we're not even talking about the product they're releasing um you know the wrestlers they have released and just the overall shitty way that the wwe has been acting over the past especially three years 100 percent, man 100 million percent so and what we're referring to if it was not clear was the brian danielson piece in the players tribune so it was nice to see not only just like a heartfelt thing out of the wwe umbrella quote unquote even though he is now AEW, he was mostly referring to his time in wwe but it was just nice to see a a positive you know a positive spin on something that vince mcmahon did it was nice to hear his name said in a positive light i'm not even saying he deserves it i'm not saying i love him but it was just such a change from what we've been seeing lately well that's the thing right like you know what i i you know i i know i'm gonna get flack for this but i feel like vince mcmahon gets a lot of negativity put on him just because of the shitty stuff he does the shitty product he puts out you know the <laughs> rumors of him ripping up scripts backstage and you know yada 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 and stuff like that but you you always hear these stories of how he's helped wrestlers harley race for example um you know even as as current as jake atlas who's suffering through mental illness you know wwe really supporting him through the tough times and whatnot right like we have to remember, like, there is that side of it that we really don't hear of a lot of. And I, I, there's probably a thousand and one stories that we haven't heard about. So seeing this, especially right now, while the con- uh, the the company is under so much turmoil and so much distress, was really good. Because if there's anyone, in my opinion, who really benefited from their time, and I'm not even talking about professionally, personally, would probably be Brian Danielson. He met his wife, had his kid. You know, his his career went like just skyrocketed from being a household wrestling name to a household name. Period. You know, main eventing WrestleMania, re- despite the creative plans. Like this guy literally did it all. And I think this, you know, the, like I mentioned at the top, oftentimes it's PR and optics, but I really did feel like this was something that he really felt and and really wanted to get over because let's also remember because of injuries daniel bryan 
the WWE performer was off for a few years, about three years, right? So, like, you know, they took care of him. They made sure he was employed. They paid him. Um, you know, he got to spend time with his family, etc. There's a lot from that perspective, from the Brian Danielson perspective that we have to consider, right? Yeah, a million percent. Yeah, the Players' Tribune, it's cheesy. It's like you said, it's pure pure PR. That's all it is, you know? It's like a blast of PR to the face. But there are some things, there are some heartfelt moments in there. I'm glad it exists. Uh, you know what I mean? you got to take pretty much everything in there with, with at, some, at least a pinch of salt, at least a little dusting of salt. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a very nice thing from, from Brian Danielson. It was very nice to read. It was good for WWE to get a positive shout-out in the press for once. Yep, exactly. All right, enough of that. Let's move on to some baseball, dude. Baseball is heating up, and you know what's heating up? And I know we talk about this all the time, but even if our team wasn't in this division, we would be talking about this division, and that is the ALE, or the AL East, American League East. It's a it's it's a it's a horse race, man. It is a three horse race right now. It's insane. I've never seen this, and I don't even remember when. I'm sure it's happened yeah. recently, but we don't follow other leagues as much. Um, and we're talking it's a four about, horse race. Yeah, four horse race. You know the the Jays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees for the wild card right now is just yes. absolutely unreal, insane. So. If the season ended today, Boris, the Jays would miss the playoffs. The yep. Jays would miss the wild card. They would be the fourth of the four horsemen. They would be, I don't know, who's that? The the Barry Windham, the Ole Anderson, which is the which is the fourth ranked horseman. Definitely Mo- uh, Mongo. <laughs> just gonna say, definitely Mongo. Shout out to Mongo. Hope he's doing well in his fight against ALS. Anyway. Uh, he's certainly the fourth ranked of the four horsemen in any given group of horsemen. Anyway, man, the uh, the Jays, this is the most important four games of their season. Obviously, it's near the end, but they have to basically sweep Minnesota or go three out of four. They're starting a four-game set against Minnesota. Minnesota sucks. They are a beatable team. The Jays need to take at least three of these four, at least. And then Matthew Mateo, who do they face next? I believe they close it out. Uh... Is it is it Tampa uh, Yankees or just Yankees? We have Yankees. Just Yankees. Well, we there you Yankees. go, man. So I, we all we have to do is be within three games of the Yankees, the and thing, then we can sweep that series. Here's the thing also. The Yankees have a game up on us. So we have to essentially, over the next seven games that we have against um, the Twins and the Yankees, we have to win at least six of them, in my opinion, to be comfortable-ish. Well, if we if we sweep the Yankees, they're screwed. You know what I mean? We'll take it no matter what. I, I unless unless we get swept by Minnesota, all we have to do is be within three games of the Yankees when we enter that series, right? In order to just at least be comfortable if we sweep them. So the good part I, I, the good part is, guess who's facing the Yankees this weekend? Who's that? Boston. There you go. So please beat the crap out of each other, and we'll see whoever emerges in that. But at this point, because Boston already has a two game lead, I'm kind of okay. If Boston just obliterates the Yankees there, and then the Yankees just are the team that ends up falling out. We'll see how it all shakes down, though. But the most important thing is Toronto's facing a beatable team four games in a row. They have to take care of business, buddy. They have to do it. But just remember, after these next seven games, we still have three more games. There's ten games left in the season. And the final three games, October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, are against the Orioles. 
Oh, nice. It's the Orioles that we closed the season out. Yep. Right, 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 right. Beautiful. Okay. So we're good to go, man. We're, uh, I'm liking where the, uh, the Blue Jays are at. It's, uh, if we switch to the National League real quick, it kind of Bef- looks like it's all pretty set. Go, go ahead. Before we jump to the National League, I have, this is my bold prediction. I'm throwing oh, this in here, throwing it on the podcast so that when this happens, I can say I, I called it. Oh, I can't wait. That is. I think there's going to be a three-way tie between the Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees, and there's going to be a game 163 and 164. Oh, my. That is that is a spicy meatball right there, buddy. That would be incredible. I love a game 163, although the AL wildcard game itself has kind of made it meaningless now. But back in the day when you did get the 163 every now and then, it was always so exciting and dope. Um, shall we switch to the National League yes, now? Yes, we shall. So, yeah. Yeah, just briefly looking at that. So it kind of looks like San Francisco might win their division, although the Dodgers are only two games back of the Giants. They could easily catch them there. Uh, Philadelphia, only two games back of Atlanta. Kind of looks like Philly's best chances to catch Atlanta in the division rather than catching St. Louis in the wild card. I think the Dodgers, well, the Dodgers and or San Francisco are in the playoffs no matter what. They're already locked into the the first wild card. At this moment, the St. Louis Cardinals are, I believe it is, what is it, four and a half games up on both Cincinnati and Philadelphia for that last wild card spot. San Diego, Boris, they're out the playoffs. They're about 500 right now. They're 76 and 75. They're six games back of St. Louis. They're not going to make it. They fell off the cliff. They just got recently swept. Here's the thing. Here's another thing right now about the NL. I've always said this. I'm a fan of the Dodgers. I follow the Dodgers. I see and I, I know how they play against certain teams. Can I tell you what team I am most afraid to face in a one-game wildcard game. Who's that? The St. Louis Cardinals. The oh. Dodgers cannot ever beat the Cardinals. We just can't beat them. I don't know why. They just can't beat them. They are the equal to Tampa Bay Rays kicking Toronto Blue Jays' ass all the time. Over and over, up and down the stadium. And, man, St. Louis is red hot. They've won 11 in a row yep. quietly. Maybe it's only quiet here in Canada and they're one of the most storied baseball teams of all time. But yeah, uh, uh, St. Louis, 11 in a row. It's going to be awesome. I love the baseball playoffs, man. They're the arguably the best playoffs in sports. Baseball and hockey, they step it up to such a huge degree in the playoffs. It's so great. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, the next 10 days are just going to be so much fun to watch this. Like, typically, even if the Jays are doing well, we kind of know by now whether they're going to make the playoffs or not, right? Um, but and so I shift my attention to our next subject. But this year, I'm all baseball right now. Like it's crazy. I'm finding it so hard to switch the channel from baseball to most likely wrestling. It's insane. Like last night, dude, I honestly contemplated watching Dynamite later just so that I can finish watching the Yankees game. Nice man. Well, that's hey man. You follow the follow your heart, buddy. The heart wants what the heart wants. Um, but yeah, I I'm feeling that too. Like I'm feeling I'm loving the Jays right now. I I pick the Jays basically over any other sporting event that's going on at that moment because yeah, playoff baseball and the like the stretch run of baseball is really actually so exciting. It really is. It's so it's so exciting. So much fun. It's like. You know, even if you're not a baseball fan, there's something to be said about just so many teams. It's like, dude, 
it's a 162 game season. And you know what? You know what? What did I say when we were on our patio with my buddy Kevin having some brewskis, watching the Jays obliterate the Red Sox, the Red Sox coming back and our, our bullpen absolutely shitting the bed? What did I say then? This game can haunt us. That game happened on June 20 something. Like, yeah, like it's crazy to think how every game actually kind of matters. It really legitimately does, man. And like you said, we could we could be gearing up for one game 163 or 164, man. It's so exciting. All right. With that said, we're going to move on to the next topic of the day. And that is NFL week three. But before we go there, I think Matt and I need to need to vent a little. Because I think we're yeah. going to cry over the next several weeks. That is because Miami Dolphins quarterback Toa is out for an undisclosed amount of time. Tua, dear sweet Tua, broken ribs. Coming off of his last college season where he had a broken hip, he was unhealthy while drafted. He played himself into health, banged up during his rookie season. Our quarterback might be a Band-Aid, buddy. He might be a Band-Aid. Or... We'll find the next Tom Brady. <laughs> That's one theory. <laughs> I, I don't know. think Jacoby Brissett is the next Tom Brady, unfortunately. Yep. And you know what's funny? It's, I think, 19 years today when Drew Bledsoe took a nasty hit and Tom Brady came in. Just like any given Sunday. Wow. The Willie Beeman of, yeah. our, of our universe, Tom Brady? <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, so week three... Thursday night football is going to see the Panthers and the Texans. Sure. Why not? Boris, I'll tell you this. Carolina Panthers currently at this moment in a standard scoring NFL fantasy league. They are the third ranked defense. Okay. They're available in a lot of leagues. I'm in a 16 man league. I, I picked up Carolina at the start of the week specifically to play them in this game. I might not play him again. Who knows? But they're playing a rookie quarterback. I actually even forget his name, but it's not Tyrod Taylor for Houston. Tyrod Taylor's hurt too. Yeah. So Carolina is getting a rookie quarterback on a, on a short week, Thursday nighter. If you're, if you got fantasy and you, you don't have your defense locked up this week, check if Carolina is on your waiver wire. If they are pick them up, start them right away. Start them tonight. Right. And then we have, our Dolphins going up against a red-hot, surprising Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Yeah, so I don't like the Dolphins' odds there. They squeaked out a win against the Patriots, got obliterated by the Bills. I think this is going to be way closer to the latter than the former. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to get obliterated by the Raiders. Yeah, same here. Speaking of the Bills, they're facing the Washington football team. Uh, Washington football team a little overrated coming into the year, but they still got some great young chips, both on defense and offense. But yeah, I think the Bills should win. Uh, here's a question I had for you, Boris. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you think the Raiders at two and zero about to go three and zero, as we can both pretty much plainly see? Do you think the Raiders are for real in the AFC, and do you think they are a threat? No, I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't think they are. Look, let, let's be honest here. The Raiders. Barely got the dusty finish against uh, Baltimore week one. Good call. Um, who did they, I don't even know who they faced last week. I don't remember, actually. 
Was it uh, was it Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they beat Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh right now, you just never know what Pittsburgh is going to be, especially at the start of the season. You know, yeah, uh, Roethlisberger. To... The defense is much worse, and Roethlisberger doesn't look great. So yeah, yeah. So you know, and and they tend to have slower starts nowadays. So you know, we'll see, but we'll see. And they, they fail the Dolphins this week. So yeah, they're going to be at least three or four and zero, oh, and then we're going to see exactly where the Raiders really are. Um, uh, an interesting game, though, for me is going to be the Sunday night game, and I'm really interested in this game. Um, it is the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'm cracking an afternoon beer for that one, Boris. Packers versus Niners, two of the great teams in the history of football, two of the most public teams, as they say. And I'm starting Aaron Jones in the fantasy league. So, yeah, I I definitely think the Packers are going to be like these are two high end NFC contenders. This could be an NFC title preview. I think so. I think so. Um, and I just love people. I, I love people who like, and you can tell who watches football for with headlines and who actually follows the game because the amount of people that already wrote Green Bay out by the middle of the second quarter last week saying, oh, Rodgers is done. Rodgers doesn't even want to play anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It kind of just made me laugh. For those of you who don't know, there has been a lot of tension to say the least between the Packers and their star quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, host of Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, but yeah, Boris, so what happened was they drafted Jordan Love last year, who's a young quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers responded by winning the MVP yeah. and saying, hey, I'm still here, guys. Don't forget about me. So there's always going to be this like unsettled thing until either they trade Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers packs his bags and heads for California or wherever yeah. it may be. He he's gonna take his uh he's gonna take his uh, talents to uh, South Beach. <laughs> Buddy, I love it. Oh my god, my heart just grew three sizes. Your okay, heart. so while we're talking, <laughs> yes, yeah, my heart. Let's be clear, my heart grew three sizes. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, while we're here, same question about the Raiders, except to the surprise team of the NFC, about to go 3-0 and tonight, the Carolina Panthers. Are they for real with Sam Darnold and this new defense? I think they are for real. I honestly do Whoa. think they are for real. I, I legit do. I don't know why. My, my, my gut thinks that this team is legit. Everyone seems your to be heart of heart, right now. Your gut of guts? Yeah, my heart of heart with a tear rolling down my face. I really do believe <laughs> that this team is legit. That's interesting. Yeah, you know what? I think if if the Panthers played the Raiders on a neutral field, the Raiders would be favored. But I think I might like the Panthers in that game. You know, I I, I think I might like the Panthers more. Sam Darnold, I trust him at this point more than I trust Carr. Yeah, 100%. Now, I have a question for you. Hand me. The Chiefs. Do you think last week's loss was just a, a rarity? Or do you think there's more going on in uh, Kansas City? I think it's a it's a it's a blip. They're still the toast of the AFC. They are still the best team. They might even lose to the Chargers because they're getting everyone's best shot. They're like that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when the season ends, when the chips are settled, I think KC will be the team that's in the Super Bowl from the AFC yet again. Yep. And then you know we also have another surprise team, the Broncos, two and zero facing the zero and two Jets. 
You know what? I kind of like the Broncos a little more than they were given credit for. Their defense has always been really good. And I got I to gotta say, I like the offense, how it's shaking out. Uh, who's the, who's the, Javante, is, who's the rookie running back they have? I can't wait till he starts popping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Javante something. Anyways, the other game that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm sorry for blowing through these, just we're doing a quick preview of week three, um, and this is going to be the afternoon the game that I find on DAZN, DAZN, whatever you want to call it, it's pronounced DAZN, that is Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-0 versus the L.A. Rams, who are also 2-0. Yeah, very, very interesting match here. The These Rams, they're a sneaky team, man. They're always so good. Sean McVay, he's got a nice roster there to play with. You don't know what team is going to show up with the Rams. Look at how they were all last season, right? They were so unpredictable last season. I feel like this is more of the Rams that we saw from a couple years ago, um, you know, making the Super Bowl. But I just, I don't know. It just, to me, it just, I just don't know which Rams team is going to show up. Yeah. I I don't know which Kyler's going to show up, but so far through two games, Kyler Murray's looking like the MVP. Like, he looks like the best player in football. And Boris, I believe we had that here on BAM. We told you to wait on Patrick Mahomes and snake Kyler Murray because he's going to be just as good this year. And two games, knock on wood, he's looking pretty tasty, buddy. Yep. Yep. And the last game I really want to talk about is because talking about players who finally look the way that they should, let's talk about a team that finally looks the way that they should. And that is the Minnesota Vikings at 0-2 versus the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> at 1-1. <and> <laughs> I see what you did there. And I got to say, I like it. I still think Dalvin Cook is, is one of the most underrated players in football because he's that good. People don't realize how good Dalvin Cook is, even though he's the second overall pick in fantasy. They still don't know about Dalvin Cook, I'm telling you. Justin Jefferson, sick. The quarterback, uh, anti-vaxxer Kirk Cousins, he doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, Boris. No, he does not. He does not <laughs> at all. Um, just ask Arash Madani about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to put a, Just to put a point on the things, the, the Broncos rookie running back is Javante Williams. Williams, yeah. Uh, Quarter, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater compares him to, to Alvin Kamara, says he reminds him just of just like Alvin Kamara. I'm excited for him to get more play in that Broncos offense. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we move into a wrestling side of the show? Um. No, I think that's I think that's pretty good. Uh, keep your eye out on Browns receivers in fantasy. Rashad Higgins is a guy who might blossom because uh, Jarvis Landry is now out for six weeks minimum because he's on the IR and. Odell Beckham is just coming back from injury, so he might not be 100%. Those are the number one and number two receiver in Cleveland down or not healthy, and they're going to need someone to step up. So you have to uh, be Richard Higgins might be the guy. You have to be careful this week because they're facing the Bears. Uh, Browns this week are Bears, are Bears. they? Bears. Bears. Bears, nice. Yeah, sorry. Bucks are facing uh, – the Rams are facing the Bucks this, this week. I yep. was looking at week four. The Rams are facing the Cardinals week four. My bad. Okay, no, the, yeah, sorry about The that. Rams are facing the Bucks, and the yeah. Bears are facing the Browns. Gotcha. The Bears. Yeah, the, you know what? The Bears, eh, their, uh, their defense isn't quite as good as it has been in years previous. I think they're still a threat, though, obviously. I, I just want to see Justin Fields actually yeah. play the whole game. Yeah, right? <sighs> oh, the NFL. I, 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 I love the beginning of the season because, you know, Everyone makes bold hot takes and bold predictions. And then by week six, seven, I feel like everything kind of just gets back to normal in the way that it should be. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, right around like that. That's the exact like a month and a half, month ish into the season. That's when we settle in. Good call, buddy, for sure. Yeah. Week one and two, especially, you can't always take too much from. Remember last year when the Jaguars won week one and then promptly lost 15 games in a row? Some would say they put out elite performances week one and two. <laughs> Probably wouldn't. I probably, well, week one, yes. Weeks two through 17, not so much. Oh, fucking Jaguars. Oh, man. That's a team that just, like, what is it? Man, thank God that Florida has the Buccaneers. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, and, well, they they also have, uh, like, Champa Bay, right? They have uh, the Lightning and they have the Rays, too. Well, I meant uh, NFL, at least. Yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, the great state of Florida, they needed it. They deserved it, for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that is that for sports. We're going to move on 